Courtside Indiana podcast is brought to you by Metro Indy Basketball Fall League. The 14th annual Fall League runs from Sundays, October 11th through November 1st. For more information and to register, visit MetroIndyBasketball.com. Also, Box Out Sports, the best sports graphics platform. Built for speed and control with your organization in mind. Try it now for free at BoxOutSports.com. Welcome to episode 38 of Courtside Indiana. As always, this is Jim Reamer and joined again by Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week? Uh, another good week here, winding down to Thanksgiving break. Uh, our high school went virtual this week. Bunch of cases going down over there. Elementary still still going strong, though, for now. So we'll see what things. Little kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just throw them in the mix. Yep. I, yeah. We are you know, rapidly building, growing cases, not exponentially, but certainly an accelerated rate, right when basketball starting. And I think people are understandably getting a little nervous, but I, I, you've not heard anything like, for example, you're really close to the NAI teams that have already started playing games. Is there any appetite for them? Like, is there any inkling from them that they're just absolutely going to shut down games like ahead of what maybe the state would do or ahead of what any sort of government entity would do. Yeah. I've heard nothing whatsoever from yeah. them. I, they're trying to just power through stuff right now. I know Bethel was out a couple of weeks and just played again yesterday and it was tough on them and a bunch of stuff at Grace got shut down this weekend and Huntington stuff too. So it's, it's going to be a battle. I mean, it seems like it's, I think it seems like the plan is it's just going to go like football's going right. Yeah. And yeah, maybe what, what volleyball did, which is something probably you and I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to, but, but, and with basketball having more flexibility in terms of scheduling, I mean, in some ways it should be easier, right? Potentially, yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's there's more games, but there's also more room, you know, to throw some stuff around. You don't have to worry about four or five days rest for football games, like if. You know, if you have a game on Thursday and you, you don't play again until Saturday, how you probably play Friday night or move it the next Tuesday or Monday? Or I mean, it, yeah, depending on your contact tracing and days out for all that with all the kids yeah. and coaches and. Oh, I mean, yeah, just in terms of scheduling, I don't mean right, yeah, right. Having to get five practices in before games and stuff, it's going to be a nightmare. I thought the article today. There's an article in the Star today, or maybe it was yesterday, that talked about. The, the girls teams that are playing at least in this area and how they've had to adjust, obviously how they scout, they've had to adjust how they prepare, not only in terms of who they have, but who their opposition is going to have. And one coach is like, we don't even prepare for the other team's personnel because it could be all wrong. And, yep, yep. and we're teaching one set of trends. That's, that's my word. We're teaching one set of trends and tendencies. And if they are missing a player or two, then they're going to completely change what they do. So, uh, you know, it's, I think boys basketball is going to look a lot like that. I think you'll wake up Friday morning and your, your team will have a, a game they didn't prepare for or, or a game not played that they did prepare for. So hopefully we get it. Uh, hopefully we get to have it. I, I think the IHSA's disposition is we're going to truck ahead unless, unless. the state tells us differently. Yeah, they've been pretty quiet. They us. have been pretty quiet. And I'm 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 good with that. I mean, I spend 
you know, I haven't coached at the, at the high school level since 2003. Uh, so I'm used to coaching in gyms where it's just mom and dad, you know, or friends and family, as I like to say. Th you know, that that's what high school games look like. You know, I've been getting good news that the media will be allowed to attend. But, you know, they're going to definitely check credentials now. There's not going to be a situation where you can just sign in where, you know, you're going to have to call ahead. Um, but I, I think most of us are, especially the guys that go watch summer basketball are used to this. And and I think school coaches will easily take the position of as long as we get to play, we're, we don't care who's in the stands. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it'll put some pressure on athletic programs to – financially uh but I, I think they'll it's it's better to play than worry about that stuff so says the guy who doesn't have to worry about it so a <laughs> uh, big week on commitments right we've got the uh, signing period was this week at least for the uh, ncaa level and yeah. so we've got a lot of we got more commitments than usual we're not going to cover the guys that signed that had previously committed uh although those end up being separate news stories for more ceremonial reasons but we've got what seven commitments this week and then yeah looks like six additional offers so why don't you go yeah. ahead and get yep. us through that and we're going right. to spend some more time talking about those guys this week all right so cam brown today picked up an offer from elmhurst at the d3 in illinois uh joey hart offer from new orleans that's his second offer second d1 offer miles colvin from heritage christian miami ohio offer um, let's see, Reggie McDonald from Perry Meridian, Anderson offer. And then Bethel offered a couple guys today, both in the Fort Wayne or this week, I'm sorry, both from the Fort Wayne area. Uh, Jalen Jackson, favorite of ours, uh, finally picked up an offer. And then Caden Bontrager also offered by Bethel. And then our commitments for the week, we had Kyle Krim from Morristown uh, committed to Hanover. Jaden Thomas from Indy International, Trinity, he's going to Trinity International. Thomas Latham from New Haven. Good pickup for St. Francis here. Uh, let's see. Jalen Clark going to Northwestern Ohio. Kurt Hope from Bar Reeve is going to Bellarmine. Flynn Carlson from up here, Valparaiso. Victory Christian's going to Milligan. And then one of my favorites, Jalen Blackman going to Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. We had, well, they had the favorites because of the Grand Canyon angle, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Have you, you've seen Jalen play though, right? Yeah, you know, I saw him. I saw him down at Lafayette, Jeff, uh, two years ago. I think it was. Okay. Been. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll start there. I I was impressed with him this summer. I think he is. He's probably he's he's not as athletic or as big. I could be wrong on that big part as as James Junior was coming out of high school. Outstanding shooter. I think he's more of a primary ball handler than what his older brother was and probably a little more, uh, let's just say I was impressed with his, with his defensive attention when I got a chance to watch him play this summer. I mean, he's, it seems like he hasn't played forever. I didn't go see Marion his sophomore year and then he, he missed most of his junior year. So I haven't really seen, seen have a chance to see him play for two years. So it was nice to watch him play, and he was an unbelievably good shooter. Anything else about him that you've liked? Uh, I, I like he can get to the basket basically anytime he wants to also. Yeah. 
Well, if, if anybody will know how to get multiple scoring opportunities out of a, a primary ball handler who can shoot, it'll be Bryce and or Coach Drew. And I think that's – I mean, very rarely do we ever say that's not a good pickup for a school, but it's a good pickup. Yeah. Um, he had he had some solid mid-major opportunities. And I, he obviously – I think the weather is going to be outstanding down there. And I think he'll, he'll probably find a pretty favorable system. I mean, Coach Drew likes to push his guys to shoot. He did, when he was a Valpo, he did. And guys who could shoot the ball kind of had green lights and or, or at the very least very favorable at early actions in offense to get them good looks. Right. And if, if Jalen can go there and be healthy, then, um, you know, he'll get those opportunities. Uh, I, I want to – swing over to the Indianapolis kids real quick just because they're probably two kids that, that really we haven't not too many people have heard of and that's Jaden Thomas and then Jalen Clark start with Clark because he's North Central has been down and it's it's really you know they're going to be better this year than they probably were last year at least in terms of just talent because they've got some of their younger guys are getting older they've got a nice group of They've got a couple of nice sophomores coming up who will provide some depth and, and they might still be a year away from, from maybe thinking about winning that winning sectional 10, but obviously Leland Walker gets all the press, but Jalen Clark is kind of a nuts and bolts guy for them. He's a, he's a very good defender. He is, can be a primary ball handler. I'm not yet sure what his definable offensive skill is yet, uh, which is to say, I think he's, he relies on quickness, which he, you know, he can get downhill pretty well. I think he shoots it well when he's off the catch. I've not seen him shoot a whole lot off the dribble, like getting into the paint and making shots unless he gets all the way to the rim. Uh, really have liked him defensively, as I said previously, and I, I think he really battles. And I think he'll be one of those kids that will have a better college career, especially statistically, than he did in high school. And, you know, North Central will be, will be balanced behind Walker. I think Walker obviously will will absorb a lot of stats. He'll absorb a lot of usage numbers, you know, in terms of assists and or in terms of points and assists and shots and free throws. But the rest of those guys, uh, Jalen being one of them, you know, you'll see probably a handful of them that will be anywhere from the seven point to eight point a game, you know, or six to eight point per game margin. And I think he'll be one of that mix and, and be a guy who can you'll wake up one morning and he'll he will have scored 18 points in the game. You know, he's he's got the ability to do that. Um, especially when he can get downhill. Thomas went had decided to go to a smaller school at international. So he has had certainly more impressive numbers. I love him defensively, and I think that he was um he has battled some injuries at, at international, which has kept him caused him to miss some school games and has kind of also kept him off the court in the summers. Uh, of course, this past year didn't help uh, with, with, you know, the shut, you know, with the NCAA not letting their coaches on the road, but he's a guy too, that I think Trinity international will figure out that he's just a steal that level. I, th I thought for sure he was a D2 kid. And I don't know if there's something about the way he shoots the ball. I know it's not, it's not a, it's not his best skill, but it's something that had been improving. Uh, but I but I definitely have loved his toughness, his competitiveness, 
and just how he's battled to come back because you know he's had some knee issues as well and you know and sometimes that can scare definitely scare people off when you've when you've not had a chance to see him so have you seen either one of those two i have not no no we need to get you down to indy this year yeah geez (laughs) talked about maybe get you down to that north central brownsburg game um got a big show up here that night though Oh, that's Valpo and that's Valpo Gary West. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you'll be at that game. That'll be good. So, um, but you have seen Flynn Carlson play, right? Yeah. Flynn. I have, uh, I saw him at the legacy place that, uh, early, early fall, I believe you yep. were at that, that tournament. And then, uh, at the Indiana game Sunday championship this summer, I saw, uh, very long can shoot from outside. So stretch you out a little bit. Uh, He'll get, he'll get stronger, but he can handle the ball a little bit as well. So I can see him being a full stretch four probably at Milligan if that's what they're going to use him as. Yeah, we talked – did we talk last week about – he didn't he pick up an offer last week? It seems like he might have. Yeah, he did. He picked up an offer from Franklin. Oh, yeah, okay. So we, we so I thought we had talked about him last week. I, I, I agree with you on the stretch four part. I, you know, he's a kid that – I like his length and he's probably more skilled than what we, even we think he is just because I've seen him at times in the fall league. He, they come down, he, they, he plays with a group that plays down in the fall league and, you know, he'll bring the ball up, especially when it's, especially in transition and, and looks good doing it. So I think he's probably even more skilled than what we know. Milligan is, I mean, he's a victory Christian. I, you know, I assume there's, I mean, victory Christian is a non ITSA school. Obviously it's, religious school it's a private school and and milligan in johnson city tennessee is is a very christian oriented uh school community and i know that there's a lot of guys that go down there there have been a lot of kids from uh, like the list like tri west seems to send a lot of people down there they've got some reach out or outreach program with some churches in that area i just know some people that have gone down there uh and it, it seems like there's always somebody from that area going down from just people that I, families that I know, let's stick to that. They're not, it's not a basketball thing, but, <laughs> but it's a beautiful area. So I, you know, if you're, if you want that, if you want that type of education and, you know, Milligan being an NAI school now, that's, that's a great situation for him. And, and, and I'm sure they're, you know, that's a good pickup for them as well. Cause I think the yeah. kid's probably more skilled than what we even think. And, and as he gets stronger, he'll be great. Definitely. Um, Latham, have you have you not seen him yet? I, I wasn't Latham. able to this summer. No. You know he's a kid that you and I have talked a little bit about why he's not gotten more offers. You know sometimes that doesn't matter. I, but I wonder if I've like his I like his versatility at six four six five. I think he shoots the ball well. I think he can score in the post on, on good matchups. I think defensively he works. I don't know what how laterally quick he is when, when it comes to, you know, switches on the perimeter or playing off ball screen action. I don't know how that's going to play yet. Not seen enough of him. But I liked how he moved when I watched. I got to, got to see about two and a half games this past summer. Yeah. And, the, you know, the first time was kind of a – didn't know much about him. And, you know, then the second – the second and third time it was definitely making a point. I wanted to get to watch him play and a couple other guys in that team. So 
I like that. I thought, I thought that was, I think maybe his brother's there. I, yeah, definitely. He is. Yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the other, the other kid that let's see, we know, Oh, hope. Yeah. Kurt hope. I mean, that's a great pickup for Bellerman. I, I think hope at the division one level does kind of fit that tweener status. And maybe as his jump shot develops, which is something I know he's, he's continued to work on as he stretches his game out more. I think he becomes a little bit of a steal of that league. Uh, he, he rebounds extremely well. I think he's good. He's good in a motion system where he's the screener. He's getting that next catch. And from there, maybe he's getting an opportunity to drive. Like, I don't think he's, he's not going to be the guy that comes off screens and scores. He's going to be the guy that gets a clean catch because his defenders helped at least in the college level, the high school level, he can just at times just bully people. Cause I, I love his combination of skills and size at the high school level. And that'll carry over at the college level as he gets stronger. Uh, but as his, as his shot continues to stretch out, um, he'll, I mean, I, you could say that about any, any player as they improve their skills, they get better, but, <laughs> but it, it just seems like that's the direction the game has definitely gone. And, for a kid that is not bashful in the post, at that level, he's going to have some good matchups, and he's going to be pretty versatile in in the GLVC. So, uh, the the one kid, Kyle Krim, from Hanover or from Morristown, you know, Morristown always is producing pretty gifted offensive players and and, and really smart players, and they've always got one or two kids like that that are one's a senior one's a sophomore you know it just seems that way they've you know coach mcclellan's got that going where he's always kind of got somebody in the pipeline that they can build around and and crims that that next guy and you know they're gonna have a pretty they lost a couple kids this past year i, I still look for them to be pretty good uh, but but kyle's a guy that he's just a he's just a kid that he's, he's tough he gets in the paint he's kind of sneaky and probably in, in situations where he's the best athlete, really thrives on getting to the paint and making plays. So, uh, many of these other offers. I mean, we obviously Jalen Jackson picked up. Did yeah. you any of the kids? That, the kids that have committed this past week. Did you have anything else you wanted to add with that group, or did we? Uh, I, I didn't. I know Hope had we'd kind of discussed him before and thought right, thought that that would maybe be a good level for him was the low major there at Bellarmine. I mean, he's going there playing with a few other Indiana kids now. I, I, I know Drew Comer and I know Sam DeVault who are there now. Do, so that'll, that's good. Do we know when they're transitioning to division one, if that's, is that final? I think it's, is, I think it's final. Yeah. I think it's this year. If I, if so, I know. so they I'm are going to be sure. division one school. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I don't know if that's this year though. I, I thought so, but I'm not for, for positive on that. Okay. Well, we could probably look at their schedule real quick. Probably could. Uh, I, if you want to do that, I can talk about some of these other guys. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so Joey Hart, we've we've talked a lot about him. We like his game, yep. uh, especially at the D1 level. He's got the Indiana State offer already. Now New Orleans, who we've talked about a bunch of times, having those Indiana ties and always offering kids up here. Yeah, Bellarmine's uh, D1, by the way. They're playing. Yep. Okay. I thought it looks it was like they're, And it looks like their conference games are going home to home, or at least right now going home and home. Or sense. wait, well, what are they doing? Starting in January. No, well, 
they're playing a lot of games at Freedom Hall. Um, which for those who don't know is where Kentucky or where Louisville used to play. Chattanooga, Transylvania, uh, Dayton, Duke, Howard. These are all road games. Of course, the, the Louisville Freedom Hall games could be their home games. It looks like they're playing. Are these just TBA dates? Or are they going back? To, are they playing back to back against teams? Are you looking at their schedule, or is it just? Oh, me? I'm not. I haven't. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like, for example, Jay. Okay, good. I'll, then I'll give more detail. Uh, December 19th and 22nd, they've got Middle Tennessee State, one at Freedom Hall, one at Murphy's Bowl. That one looks like definite back-to-back. Uh, Lipscomb, they've got back-to-back dates at Freedom Hall uh, as an ASUN conference game. I'm wondering if that's two games or just one game. They're not sure what date it is yet. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, same thing, two games in Fort Myers. Maybe just trying to limit travel. Maybe that could be. Um. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Be curious how they play that out. Because um, all their all their conference games are back to back days. Both games either being at home or both games being on the road. Uh oh. Zach, you there? Bit. Yep, I'm here now. There you go. Okay. okay. Could you hear me at all? I mean, every obviously the the listeners could. Or I could will. Not. They're they're. Their conference games on schedule look like they're back-to-back, but I don't know okay. if those are back-to-back games or games that will be just TBA, like Florida Gulf Coast. And they're they're either at – they're either both home or both away. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I know a lot of the smaller uh, divisions are doing that. I mean, not divisions, the conferences are doing that. Conferences, yeah. Well, I don't blame anybody for trying to figure out the best way through this stuff. Um, yeah. So – but it, it, I don't know, you know, I haven't mapped it out yet to know if that's an advantage to anybody or not. You know, Lipskin has to play two road games against Bellarmine at Freedom Hall. I don't know if they like that or not. I mean, it's, they're all playing the same in the same boat. But yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, so that is Div- Division One. So that's good. So we need to change that affiliation. I'll do that now while I'm thinking about it. But um yeah, so he so that is good. I mean, that's where we thought he would play. We thought he would be more of a low D one guy, more yeah. of a border, more of a borderline guy. Um, could see mid major. I mean, the A Sun's a good league. Could could see a mid major program really stepping in and, and going after them if they like his skill set or what his skill set could be or or is trending to be at six eight. And you know that's that's about where he's at. So that's good. So I overlooked that as I was getting in my head as to why he was going to Bellarmine. But, yeah, now it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, Jalen Jackson still a kid that I think is going to be Division One point guard. Yep, I agree. Definitely don't blame Bethel and the other schools, a couple of other schools that are involved for doing that. And I think Bontrager will too. I think there will be a there'll be a, a low D1 that will love his energy. Uh, they'll they'll see him as a, a work in progress offensively, and and take a chance on him. So, but that's just speculation. And did you see that blurb that came out during the week about how the NCAA was considering shutting down recruiting until the fifteenth of April? Oh yeah, I did see that. It just I don't 
I don't understand taking such big chunks, being that being that proactive. Yeah. You know, good. If it comes to that, great. You know, I mean, then we got to do it. But I definitely don't see canceling that right in, in April uh, when here we are. We're we're only halfway through November. Um, I just. I mean, right now they're not allowed to do anything until January 1st, and that seems like that's going to be extended. But I don't, um, I don't see them, I don't see it being very prudent, just wiping out an entire semester of, of watching guys play. At some point it just becomes a detriment because it's not like these guys are adding a lot of extra bodies <laughs> to gymnasiums. Yeah. You know? I went to a high school practice this week. I, I was 40 feet away from everybody at, at every, at any moment. I didn't interact, didn't go down and even talk to the coach, you know, to any of the coaches that I know just walked in, took some notes, got a couple of good coaching ideas and then and took off. And, you know, that was, it was, I was more socially distant probably there than I am anywhere. Yeah. So when, when I'm not home. Okay, so let's move on. We've we've got still some guys that are uncommitted. Why don't you, point guard wise, why don't you tell us who some of the better uncommitted kids are? Yeah, definitely. And then we'll uh, we'll we'll chat a couple of them up. All right, so we've got Javon Small. Uh, he's out in Arizona right now. One of my one of my guys here. Hopefully, that pulls the trigger on Grand Canyon. Also. Uh, <laughs> We have Shamar A. Vance, Malik Stanley also still out there. Uh, Isaiah Swope, who was a, a hot name this summer. Uh, Kamari Peterson, who's up here, Gary West. We still have, uh, let's see, Andrew Bennett, Isaac Bensel, Ronald Johnson, some other names that we had talked about also. Sean Black, uh, Kyle right. Sanders, Vinny Bucella. Yep. Look at each of these positions. Twenty twenty one is just loaded. I mean, a lot of those kids. You know, you look at. You know, Sanders, for example. That's a kid that. Probably has some golf aspirations. And maybe even likes golf better than basketball. But he's also one of the best shooters in the class, and he's a kid that. You know, can be a primary ball handler, but I think also he can be a kid that comes off screens. Now, I, that still puts him probably at an NAI level or or maybe even a really good pickup for a Division three school just because of maybe he's a little bit of a tweener size-wise, but, but definitely a kid that, um, you know, is going to – with a strong senior year, that, definitely a kid that was hurt by not getting seen this past summer. I mean, we could say that about a lot of these guys. Um, I Does Small go to prep school and then turn around and commit to a mid-major? I mean, he's got Virginia Tech. I mean, I think – is he not hunting bigger offers than what he's than what he's even gotten right now? I mean, that's that's typically the, the reason – one of the reasons, I guess, you go prep. You're not liking the offers you get, so you're trying to get that exposure, trying to get those connections with the coaches. And, and for him, his recruiting has – it's all been this since July. Yeah. 
So this is all very new to him compared to other kids, you know, who were getting their first offers when they were, you know, after their, you know, getting their their first offers after, you know, even during their sophomore year. So it's still pretty early, early sort of in the window there for him. Um, A Vance has already got a, it's got three division one offers. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with, with some of the like Mac schools for him. And, and Malik Stanley, I think has got to be, you know, he's got to have some smaller D ones kicking the tires on him. Just a kid that can shoot it as well as he does. And, um, and the game never speeds up for him. Like he, he, you can't rush him into mistakes. And I kind of feel that way about Kamari Peterson too, who probably doesn't shoot it as well as Stanley. But but I love his tenacity. I love the way he guards people. And he's probably a better defender than Stanley, even though Stanley is a is a good player. I mean, he's a good defender. So, anything you want to add on those dudes? Uh, no, I haven't been able to see Malik at all. <clears throat> Swope a little bit, and yeah, I agree with that. He, pretty good defender, very solid defender, actually. I think Ronald Johnson kind of compares to me, Malik Stanley, in terms of the things he's he's good at. I think Stanley's probably a better overall defender, but I do love the way Ronald shoots. And and then the Vinsel is just such a high. The Vinsel is such a high motor guy. Definitely. It's hard not to like him. Andrew Bennett is going to be out for a long time. He's a lot like Connor Hickman. Uh, shoulder surgery or shoulder injury. I don't know if Andrew, I think Andrew maybe had to have surgery. But, you know, with Hickman, not that, I mean, he's committed, but we're going to cover some of this maybe when we talk about teams next week. But both he and Bennett, both are going to miss most, if not all, the year with, with their shoulder injury. So, although I need to confirm with Bennett on how long he thinks he's going to be out, but you know, it was a football injury. It's just a horrible time of year to get hurt. And you know, and then Sean Black. You know, if you're a coach that wants a maturing player, <laughs> I say that he and I have our thing back and forth where I won't let him do things. <laughs> I won't let him do things. Like he wants to play for every team in the fall league. And so I won't ever let him do that. So he blows me crap, but um, really been impressed this, this past fall. Yeah. And when I saw him play in the summer, I thought he, I thought he played on a team this summer that he, 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 there just should have been a better opportunity for him. You know, I don't know what went on. Sometimes if it's not my age group, I don't pay that much attention to, when those decisions get made, but, but he definitely this in the, in the fall league was really good. And I, I loved how I set people up and he's just, such, he's just so incredibly quick and strong. And I think once you're on his hip, you're beaten. Yeah. I like him a lot. You're just not going to be able to cover as easily as you would on somebody else. So he reminds me a lot of, uh, uh, Cushingberry who's at St. Francis right now. Yeah. He's stronger, but I think Cush, could shot it a little better. Yeah. At least at that age. Um, but I, I like Kush's heart. You know, we're sort of predisposed not to like him here at Carmel, but that's how that goes. But I've, I've always liked how I like his energy on the court. It's one of those things where when he's on your, when he's with your group, you love the things yep. that you don't like about him when he's against you. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, 
Sean's like that sometimes, except Sean plays with a smile. <laughs> so maybe that's the difference. <laughs> and, that, and you know what? Sometimes that may be the difference. You know, you look up, you look, Sean's always, always got positive energy and, 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 you know, Kush is kind of always arguing. Sean's probably arguing too. He's just got a smile on his face. So, but I do, I, I, I say that about Kush. He's definitely a kid. Like I said, he's, he's on your team. You, the things that you don't like all of a sudden become things like toughness and grit and determination, you know, when he's against you, it's like, man, the kid never shuts up. So I, you know, <laughs> I've never told a kid who trash talks to shut up. So, and I've coached some pretty damn good trash talkers. So, um, shooting guards want to get us going on that list now. I mean, there's obviously yeah. a couple of, a couple of obvious ones there. Yeah. Big, big ones, Blake Wesley, who's going to commit here this week. Sounds yep. like, uh, we have Michael Ely, who's prep school in Fort Wayne. We have Keon Thompson. We're still going to discuss him. He's down in Florida at prep school also. Then we have Jaden Brewer, who we've discussed here recently with some uh, other news other than, I guess, playing basketball news, but eligibility-wise. Yep. Uh, one of my favorites from up here, Karan Davis at Bowman. Uh, Nalen Thompson, also from Fort Wayne, has a couple D1 offers. Uh, and that's about it. Davis, I mean, he's he's, handles the, he's gonna handle the ball out for Bowman, isn't he? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And I mean, he's I, six five, six six, can and can play the point. He, he can be a primary ball handler. Yep. I love big big guys that can handle the ball like that too, big point guards. It just seems like he should be able to put them on his back. And and be not not that they shouldn't just roll through, but there there should be times where he should be definitely the best player on the court. Yeah, for sure. You know they're gonna. You know I don't know what else Bowman has. You're gonna get a chance to see them relatively early in the year, so hopefully you'll get a chance for that. But you know, you just kind of count on Bowman always to have a couple of kids maybe that we didn't know much about that transferred in or, or young guys that are finally getting to step up. And yeah, I just was really impressed with him when I saw him play at that battle of the borders game up in, up in Hammond. Yeah. He took over a lot of the games uh, or the couple games I saw at, uh, in, in Valparaiso at the Indiana game stuff too. Yeah. Keon Again, for me, he'll have to change the way he plays if he wants better offers. Uh, let me check here real quick. I mean, he's as, definitely as, as far as I know, he's gotten none since he left. Yeah, and and he's got some good offers right now. And I don't blame a kid for. I mean, I don't blame a kid for wanting more, or you know, bigger or different, whatever it is, but. Changing schools wasn't going to change his recruiting, and and I and I know these are personal decisions, and if we're questioning family decisions, perhaps, but I just just try to be as objective as possible. I just don't see a situation where he needs to show that he's more of a point guard than shoot first, shoot second kid, who you know has to you could still be that way and still make really good decisions and really really and be looking for people um you know right now we kind of view him as a shooting guard 
and that's just because I mean we know when he's when he's getting when he's putting the ball on the floor he's going to score. Yeah. And that works when you're a superior athlete or, or strength at your position. That just gets harder to do, harder to project out in college as to what kind of player he would be. And I think if he was more of a point guard, I think you would see, or more of a guy that created shots for others, I think you would see some high majors getting involved. Um, and then Ely, you, have you watched any of that stuff on the streaming? Uh-oh. Yeah, phone Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Have you, seen Ely, have you seen any of Ely's games streamed? No, I have not. I haven't watched any of the. the we, we watched a little bit of that one, didn't we? Um, you know, he's a kid that, I mean, he's got good mid-major offers too. He's got a nice group, Ball State, Evansville, IUPUI, Miami of Ohio. Um, again, I don't know why he left Snyder. Um, I, I don't know that – I hate to characterize, you know, a situation when I haven't really seen anything of it, but I don't – you know, you look at the game's elevation plays or elevate plays, um, not sure. Um, it's my alarm to wake up to podcast. We started early. <laughs> we got all kind of noise going on here tonight. Um, the um, – but Ely's, Ely's in a situation where I just would like to see him – would have liked to have seen him stay at um, at um, Fort Wayne. That leaves us with Blake Wesley, shooting guard, uh, the one shooting guard left. What, what was his list this week? He came out with – Yeah, he's got his top six here. We've got Creighton, Purdue, Maryland, Xavier. Notre Dame and Kansas State, and he's going to commit Friday. Any uh, any leanings? I mean, is it what Purdue and Notre Dame? Uh, most people I've talked to have said Notre Dame. Really, just staying home. Yeah, not a bad idea. Him and Jr. will be great. Yes, definitely. I've always liked Blake. I've always liked Blake's ability to be a lockdown defender. I thought his offense, his defense, has been ahead of his offense. And as that started to catch up, well, it's caught up. As it started to, as it started to become a more prominent part of his game, because he just was a good kid. You know, he played on the same team in the summers with, with Jaden Taylor, Chris Manis, and, and those guys, and a, and a couple of guard, a couple of kids from Kentucky. Those guys really loved playing together. Luke Lacey was part of that group. Um, you know, and he was a kid that didn't start for that group, but when he came in, he never he never came out. But defensively, he just was always just just a tough kid. I, I yeah. loved, oh, loved yeah. it. He had a really good summer. Uh, small forwards. Yeah. So um, yeah, go for it. A few here. Chris Mantis, Harold Woods, uh, Waddell from Carmel down there for you, Eddie Jones. Brent Bosley, who's been kind of quiet, offer-wise, really. Yeah. Uh, we've got Owen Deese, Krishan Christmas up here, to name a few. Yeah, I mean, I mean Manis's list, do we know when he's making a decision? I have not seen anything on him yet, no. Okay. Uh, Woods is intriguing because 
I had made a comment on one of our earlier podcasts that I wasn't quite sure how well he shot the ball. Then I watched him play that battle of the borders and he shot the ball. Well, that game. And I, I liked his mechanics. I, and I also liked how he shot free throws, at least in that game. So if that's a more improved part of his game, or maybe something that I even just missed, I mean, I didn't, you know, I watched their sectional final game on, on streaming and he didn't, do anything outside the paint. I mean, he drove, but he didn't look to shoot outside the paint. Everything was right. paint or rim. Yeah. You know, and, and so it was nice to see that part of his game, and he was confident. I mean, he just stepped into it, and and that's probably an environment where it didn't matter. But then you watch him shoot free throws, and you're like, okay, this this kid's got a chance, you know, as far as developing consistent range. Uh, Waddell's a kid that are moving on to Brian Waddell from Carmel. You know, he's a full year from him. I mean, Carmel, <laughs> jokingly, still you're defending 4A state champs. Uh, but Brian Waddell was outstanding in February and in the sectionals last year. And I thought he was on a team this summer where he didn't get to continue that momentum of – combination of being on a good team where he got a lot of playing time he was definitely on a good team I don't know that he got a lot of minutes at least a couple games that I saw uh, I don't know if that was indicative of other games or just bad timing but really wanted to see him in a situation where he was one of the top six or seven guys on a team and he is going to be expected to do a lot of things for Carmel this year and as, as well as he plays without the basketball and as, and as much as that's emphasized at Carmel, I don't see why he won't have a strong year. And so from there, for me, the, the key is going to be strength, right? And nothing's new there. Yeah. Um, Eddie Jones, another kid, probably like Harold Woods, who's, whose perimeter game is develop, developing. He's a kid that when he's really engaged defensively, he's good. I love how he rebounds. Uh, he's he's extremely versatile defensively for Pike. And I, I, if he just would really hone in and just be engaged all the time, I he could really be a tremendous defender. And you know they've got a lot of they've got a lot of kids at Pike that that kind of do the same things defensively. They can switch, they can pressure, they can make some teams look really bad. And I, I think he's the best of that bunch, especially when you eh, – a lot of that is because you just add in his length to his size. So, uh, Brett Bosley, you said he had – you know, like you said, he's been kind of quiet. I don't even know that he played this summer. Yeah, I don't know either. <clears throat> really good athlete, strong kid. When he was younger, I wasn't quite sure what his offensive – what his best offensive attribute was. But he battled, and he didn't force a lot of bad shots. He didn't force things sometimes. I mean, he's such a good athlete that he can play at the rim pretty easily. And if, if he's developed more from the perimeter, then, uh, you know, he's a kid that, I mean, I think D1 schools or definitely Division two schools, GLVC schools need to get in there and watch him. Owen Deese kind of questioned his motor a little bit. And some of that's come around, and it'll be uh, 
but that's got to be consistent. It, it can't be news. It, it's got to be, this is just what he is. You know, right now he's got Evansville, IUPUI, Miami. I would be curious to see what would happen if he tried to commit to any of those schools. But then you go out and you look, he's six, seven, he can shoot. He handles it a little bit. Now he's just got to keep his intent. He's just got to find a level of intensity and sustain it. Yeah. And then Christmas, have you, did you, have you seen him play? I haven't seen him play since he's been back. Nope. Nope. Hope to in a couple of weeks. Okay. And again, he's, he was at a prep school in Tennessee. He's back. He'd also been injured. So none of us have seen him for a while. And so it's a good opportunity. I mean, he's going to be on a loaded Gary West team. So I would, I don't expect any of those guys really to put up huge numbers, healthy Jalen Washington. We're going to talk a little bit about Nicholson here. Let's, let's move on to power forwards and centers and just kind of lump those guys together. Okay. Uh, so as yeah, we, we have, as we finish with Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He might want to take that DePaul offer and run with it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we've got Jalen Carlson from Christmas Addicts, Kyle Ross up here now at Lake Central, um, Noah Gordon, Mount Vernon, uh, Evan Altman, uh, yep. Lane, Lane Lauderball, Latham now committing, Jesse Johnson Hall at Crawfordsville. Saw him once this summer and liked his energy. And then at center, we talked a little bit about Mason Nicholson, you said. Yeah, uh, Rock, Rocco Meritori, he's at Lamere now, was at West Lafayette before. Gabe McNary is pretty good center from uh, Warren. Anybody else there you see that you wanted to touch on? No, because Collinsworth's going to play football. Yeah. Um, and Dobbins is probably more of a power forward. Um, you know, Carson – Carson's a guy that's intriguing because he's he's a good athlete. He's really starting to play hard, and when he plays with passion, he's he he really impacts the game. His shot's getting better, but it's a slow release. But it's it's still a, it's an improving release, and you know he's a kid that can make plays in the defensive end of the floor just as much as as anybody. I, he can be a rim protector, or at least, especially in college, he can be a secondary rim protector. Um, and he's just starting to figure some things out. And he'll be a kid that, you know, again, addicts will be, I mean, I could see him having a good year statistically, but I think they'll be pretty balanced. So it may be hard for any of those guys to really stand out. Um, but what do you, you've seen, have you seen Ross play? Yeah, I got to see him this summer up at uh, yeah. Waukegan, and then I saw him at the Indiana game championship Sunday also. And he played hard and played well both games. Played tough defense, rebounded really well. Uh, wasn't afraid to post up and bang on guys and stuff like that. And he was, extended his game a little bit to the outside too and was able to knock down some threes. So so he's got those three offers right now. Uh, was it Green Bay, Drake, and Rhode Island? Yeah. Kind of kind – of, all over on offers there, but. And a lot of kids of that size, just, you know, Jalen Carson, we talked a little bit earlier with Kurt Hope and, and 
as he's committed to Bellarmine. A lot of kids that size, they are how well they shoot it is going to be is going to determine what opportunities are going to have in college. I mean, there's obviously they can be in situations where they can be screeners, they can be rebounders, they can be good defenders, and there's a lot of value in that. Uh, but with such an emphasis on shooting, these kids probably play more of the power forward position, more of that face up four. You know, we're calling it stretch four now. Hell, it's just what it is. It's a four is a stretch player. Is a you know, as a kid that faces the basket. But also, as much as some of these colleges are script their offense, too, there's times for them to find mismatches. And and as he gets older, you know, he's got good footwork inside. He's He's yeah, got right. a low post game. Yep, yep. Where he's got a variety of ways for him to to get around his guy or to get to get up into a shot, and that's uh, you know that's going to be valuable as he gets stronger and and higher up the food chain at the college level. So, um, you know Noah Gordon from Mount Vernon is a kid that transferred down there from Pike. I think the people in the Evansville area are going to be really really surprised by how good he is. And you know I think there's times where he can put the ball on the floor a little bit too much. And he is sort of still a mid-range, mid-post, low-post kind of guy. But he's a hellacious rebounder and a good defender. And and offensively, he's you know, you're gonna see him, at least if he was at Pike, you would see him get a lot of screens taking him into the mid-post area where he would get catches and just be able to finish. You know, I think he's got pretty good touch around the rim. I know he was trying, I know he was stretching his game out this summer and it, it looks good. Uh, so that's, you know, that's something that if it's continued, you know, I haven't, I saw him in June. I haven't seen him since. And that's when we found out he was transferring. Uh, but then the kid that I think's had as good a summer as anybody is Evan Altman from Brebuff. Yeah. He's extremely complete player uh, from, you know, offensively, he can score inside and out. I think defensively he's, it's starting to catch up with, you know, he's starting to figure that side of the ball out. And really love how hard he plays. He rebounds well. And I, I, I think there's going to be – I mean, he's got the Division II offer. I think that's that's a good area for him. But I, I also think that if he can come out and have a good start to his senior year, I think he could turn some heads from some Division I schools. Uh, I'm not real sure why Indianapolis and why the Indiana Division IIs aren't on him yet. Uh, and maybe it's just because they really haven't had a chance to see him play. So – uh, you know, high school high school guys will do a will do a better job of getting games up. You know, especially in huddle, it'll be easier for college coaches to see it than than kind of the patchwork that the summer teams had to handle. Yeah, like we put all of our games on Facebook, and we you know we got good traffic, but but it's not going to be nearly as accessible or as known as as high school guys as high school teams using huddle. So. Um, anything on any of those guys? Uh, no, I, I all your dudes Altman. are committed. I know <laughs> all the I guys, saw, you know, I saw Altman a little bit at Waukegan also, cause he played with that G3 team with a Vance yeah. and small. And in those games, he really, he really didn't, or wasn't able to do too much. I should say, because those guys took the ball so much and, but he, he rebounded well, played some solid defense in the post and yeah, I, I can see him getting those D two offers and also it, here here more. in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, certainly more. I mean the GWC's yeah. gotta get more involved with him. 
Um, Mason Nicholson, Gary West, it's a complete utter mystery as to why he doesn't have Division One offers right now. I any offers six nine, know. yeah, six nine, really long, good rim protector. You know that that battle of the brands game between Indy Heat and Indiana Elite, where Duncan really kind of obliterated first. When Nicholson, when Duncan went out, Nicholson came in. I think first kind of thought, okay, good. Now I'm gonna you know get to work, and you know Nicholson was having none of it. You know now in first defense he was by that point he was probably tired, he was probably worn out. Right, right. Uh, but you know Duncan definitely got the better end of that deal. But but then Nicholson very much held his own. So I don't know. You know you hate to overly speculate. Sometimes these are academic situations. Um, it, it can't just be because nobody's seen him play. I because the kid's really damn good, and I don't. You know, I don't want to think of, you know, I don't want to, I have no insight on the why, as to why he doesn't have any offers right now. Uh, none. So, um, Gabe McNary's kind of, you know, a three inch shorter version of Nicholson really liked how his, his motor improved this year. And, and when he's, when he's rebounding, he's definitely valuable and I, I think defensively I like that he can guard multiple positions he can I mean he's probably he can guard bigger kids who play away from the basket let's put it like that and I, and I think he can guard some some threes that you know aren't maybe as complete offensive like if he can guard he could guard a guy who who's you know who mostly drives because he's definitely laterally quick enough to handle that I, I think it's you know he would have a hard time guarding you know wesley or pierce thomas or guys like that right. maybe he get caught on the switch um there you know he'll have you know he would do well in that situation but as far as matching up i think he's still more of a, a four five defender and again when he's rebounding he's he's one of the better kids in the state so uh anybody else in that group Fours uh, not, or fives? Not really looking. I don't see anybody, huh? Anything else we want to touch on before we go? You, you actually have to go, don't you? You've got you've got a hard close here in about five minutes, right? Yeah. It's um get your we got our podcast read ready. Uh, yeah, let me get it pulled up here real get quick. That. Um next week we're gonna start, we're gonna probably talk about teams. Well, we are going to talk about teams. I don't know. I don't think we're going to anticipate a four-hour podcast as we break down 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A, but we're going to write. There's going to be a write-up of like a preview for the upcoming season, and we are going to somehow incorporate a podcast into that uh, without completely stepping over what we write. We do want to start drifting some attention back to the website now that we're starting to get into the season and we can start getting some more content. And the plan is also to to wrap up our or to tie up our or tie in, excuse me, our podcasting with previews, game previews for the for a given week. Uh, so we'll probably podcast two to three times a week, and the other ones will be much shorter, more um, just quick blurbs about games, and then um, they will be tied into writing as well, into into some writing as well. So. 
is a lot of our game previews are automated uh, via uh, just through our database. So, Zach, tell us about Box Out Sports. Yeah, Box Out Sports is the leading online graphics solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to do highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for that free demo at boxoutsports.com. I try to get out some stuff that I use through Box Out a couple times a week. I've been promoting some NAI stuff in the Crossroads League. And, yep. And so that's, that's what you can do with that along with just getting student athletes involved also. And if, you've, if you guys that. haven't uh, followed or seen some of the stuff Zach produces during the week, he is – tell us your Twitter account handle. I don't know it off the top of my head. Oh gosh! <laughs> you don't know your Twitter. You don't know your Twitter account handle. Uh, uh, Zach T seventeen. Is that what it is? ZT seventeen hoops at ZT seventeen hoops. Go out and give me a follow, or just search Zach Tyler Z A K T Y L E R Z at Z seventeen hoops is where I'm at. Check some of that stuff out. Is that what that is? I didn't know that's yeah. what it was. There we go. There you are. Yeah, ZT seventeen hoops. Yep. Because you, you're doing some good stuff with the box out sports, um, which they appreciate. But then also your that's your way of highlighting some kids too. So which which uh kids appreciate as well. Of course, that Indiana podcast is available on Apple is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You could subscribe via to each via their apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet or desktop. So Zach, unless there's anything else, I think we're done for the week. Sounds good. Next week we have basketball, right? Uh, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, we'll, next, thanks, Thanksgiving week we will. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. Well, I mean, we're going to podcast next Sunday yep. and then Monday night yeah. is, is basketball. By the time everybody hears that, it'll be Monday of Thanksgiving. So that, that'll be a week from today or at least a week from when people will hear this thing. So, yeah, man. but for those of us or for those that are listening, uh, we appreciate it. And for those that uh, haven't subscribed, please do give us a subscribe and a, and a rating. We appreciate it. Uh, until then, see everybody next week. Yeah.